scriptures. Uh, open your Bibles to 1 John chapter 1. 1 John chapter 1. And keep your Bibles open. I've got a lot of other places to go to just to give you a thought and kind of give you a little Bible study tonight on some things I've seen. I, I, uh, something hit me after I was uh, called yesterday concerning uh, uh, LaRonda Johnson passing away, uh, our commander-in-chief's uh, wife passed away from DAV, and uh, I was looking at scriptures, and something hit me, and uh, I'm looking forward to that because God started dealing with me some things, and uh, I want to uh, bring them out Sunday morning, and I got to looking at this the other day, so uh, let me give it to you. First John chapter 1. Uh, two, two very familiar verses. Uh, um, if you don't know them, then I, should, I suggest you mark them and memorize these verses. Because uh, they are verses that we need to have in our life, that we need to hold on in our lives. And uh, so, so 1 John chapter 1, verse number 8, If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. That means if you say you're, sin, you're sinless, then you've deceived yourself already. And the truth is not in us. And I love this. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your, 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 your cleansing blood. Lord, we thank you for your forgiveness. Lord, we ask you to touch each one tonight. Help us to be what we need. Lord, we pray that as we close out year 2020 and what a year it has been lord i pray that uh, uh, your name is mentioned throughout next year lord to glorify you father and help us to bring the mention help us to be uh, aware of who you are that we can tell others about you father and we'll praise you for what you do in jesus name we do pray amen how many are glad that we we confess our sins he is faithful to forgive us our sins amen that's a wonderful statement. We are cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. That is a wonderful thought. But you know that the old devil can make you feel dirty. Even after you confessed your sins, uh, uh, you've been cleansed, uh, there are a lot of people that have a hot struggle uh, with that. God has cleansed them. God has forgiven them. But the old devil beats them over the head over and over, even though it had been cleansed. In these two verses, uh, uh, there are some great truths in these verses I want us to see tonight. If, I want you to write this down. There are two lies we find here about sin. Uh, there are two great lies that the devil puts into our hearts and our minds about sin. The first lie is, I don't need to confess because I haven't any sin. I haven't sinned. Uh, there are a lot of people that are stuck on that lie. I haven't sinned. They've stuck on it. They haven't moved on. They don't feel they have a need to come to God and confess their sins because they have not committed no sins. And I'm talking about Christian people now. I'm talking about Christian people. There are some that have has been long time since they've been to the altar, confessed sins, and asked God to forgive them, and asked God to cleanse them. It's been a long time since they realized that they are still sinners saved by grace, and we do make mistakes, and we do have sin in our life. Remember when Jesus was in the upper room in John chapter 13, 
And he laid aside his garments and he took all towel and he girded himself and he says, I'm going to wash your feet. And here comes Peter says, no, you're not. You're not going to wash my feet. And Jesus said, if, you, if I wash thee not, thou hast no part of me. And then Peter being boldly said, well, not only my feet, my hands, my head also. And Jesus said unto him, Jesus said unto him that uh, he that washeth needeth not save just his feet. He's trying to teach us, or trying to tell us some, what Jesus was teaching him was about our lives. We've gotten washed, we've gotten clean, but we, we don't need to get saved over and over. But there are times in our life as we walk through this filthy world that something gets attached to us. We need to plead the blood and ask God to forgive us. And that's what that verse is all about. The daily cleansing that we need in our lives every day. But the truth of the matter is that there are some Christians that don't practice confessing their sins to God. And you don't have to come and confess to me and I don't have to come and confess to you. I don't have to tell you all my sins. You don't have to tell me all of your sins. In fact, I don't even want to know your sins because I know you don't want to know mine. But we do need to go to God. So lie number one is, I'm not a sinner and I don't have to confess sins. So if we say we have no sin, we just read, we deceive ourselves. The second lie is this that, and this is deadly, and the, de the devil puts in our minds, once, once we have confessed our sins, God really did not forgive you of your sins. The devil wants to tell you when you come to God and confess your sins uh, and, and you can tell him all that you've done and God says if you're faithful and if you're just if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of sin. But the devil come and tell you, no, God hasn't forgiven you your sins. Even though you confess. Psalms 103, as far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgression from us. God said, hey, I, I, I conf you confessed them and I'm faithful to forgive your sins. I, I'm removing them uh, uh, as far as the east from the west is and I'm letting you know that I'm not remembering them anymore. That means when you confess your sins, God has removed them away from you and Him. God has a divine forgetter. I wish everybody had that. I wish all Christians had that. But there are a lot of people today because God has the ability to forgive that we just do not forgive. The truth of the matter is that we say we're forgetful persons. But let me let someone wrong you. Let someone do something to you. It's kind of hard to forget them. Kind of hard to let go. It's easy to forget a phone number. Amen. It's easy to forget a birthday or an anniversary, but if you forget that anniversary, your wife's going to let you know and she ain't going to forget that you forgot that anniversary. Amen. We're not that forgetful, but God is a, has a divine forgetter in His life, in our lives, and we ought to just take a pattern out of Him that we can forgive people Isaiah 
43, he said, I, even I, he that blotted out thy transgressions for my own sake and will not remember them. God wills is not to remember our sins when we confess our sins, when we come to him and we tell him what we've done. He says, I, it's my will not to remember your sins. I appreciate that, don't you? I'm so glad that God doesn't bring my sins up toward me. Even the devil constantly beats me over the head with my sins. God says, I forgot them. I'm forgetting them. But can I assure you of that here in John 1, he said, if we confess our sins, if you confess your sins, he is faithful to forgive us. And Isaiah 43 said, he, he will not remember them. That is, that's a wonderful thought this, this evening. But the old devil loves to put on guilt on us, amen? He loves to put that guilt on us. He loves to bring up things that we've done and we've already confessed and we've already been cleansed of. God has forgotten us. God has forgiven about them things. But the devil likes to make us feel guilty about the things that we've done. Things that God already has forgiven us of, but the devil keeps beating us over the head with those things because he knows if we start feeling guilty about the sins that we have, the ones even God has already forgiven us of, we can't serve God the way God intended for us to serve Him. Look at Revelations chapter 12. Revelations chapter 12. If you don't have these two verses marked in your Bible, I, I, I pray that you do. The, these verses are something else. Verse number 10. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of, of our God and the power of His Christ, for the accuser of, a, of the brethren is cast down, which accuseth them before our God day and night. And you, you, need, you read verse number 9, and it tells us who this accuser is. It's an old serpent, the old devil, the old Satan. And what, he, what a great day to know that when the, the accuser is going to be cast down, he no longer can accuse the brethren before God. He cannot accuse the brother. He can't get in your mind about the things uh, that you guilt and bring horrible things back up to your mind. And, and let me just say, I pray that we get on our knees and confess our faults and our sins, but also not only to confess our sins, but we are to forget our sins, knowing that God has forgiven us. What a wonderful thought that God has given us. Why can't we forgive ourselves? More easily, the wonderful thought is, why, why if God can forgive every one of us in here, why can't we forgive everybody in here? Why, why when somebody does something wrong, we hold it against them forever and ever, but uh, when we do something, we want forgiveness and we want it now, but uh, we're not that way. God is not that way. God is a forgiver. He forgives us our sins if we confess our sins to Him. God forgives those sins and He doesn't bring them back up. But that old accuser, the devil, the Satan, is always bringing up our past, is always bringing up the sins, and it makes you feel horrible, it makes you feel guilty, and you cannot serve God the way God wants you to serve Him when you're guilty about the sins that God has already forgiven you over. Amen. 
There's a great illustration in this Bible concerning that one thought. 2 Samuel chapter 12. 2 Samuel chapter 12. We all know this story. We've read it, preached on it, we've talked about it. It's been in Bible school, been in, in, in sermons, and been in Sunday school classes. We all know this story. David has committed a sin with Bathsheba. And the Bible said in 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse number 7, a whole year has passed from that time, in verse 7, when Nathan, Nathan comes. And Nathan said to David, Thou art the man, thus saith the Lord God of Israel. I have anointed thee king over Israel, and I delivered thee out of the hand of the Saul. I have given thee the master's house and thy master's wives unto the bosom, and gave thee the house of Israel and of Judah. And if that hadn't been too little, I would have more have given unto thee such and such things. Wherefore hast thou despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight? Nathan confronts David and, and, he, and he said, David, you are the man. And even the Bible said after David confronts David in verse number 13. And David said unto Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said unto David, the Lord also hath put away thy sin and thou shalt not die. By the way, in those days, <laughs> that, that's a, good word, that's a good, good word to learn, by the way. I have sinned. I have sinned. We, we sing that song, It's me, it's me, oh Lord, it's me, standing in need of prayer. We sing it and teach it to children. Maybe we ought to start singing that as adults. It's me, it's oh Lord, it's me, oh Lord, it's me, oh Lord. Standing in need of prayer. Maybe we ought to start singing that song ourselves. We, we find out that David committed an act according to the Old Testament. He should have been killed. He should have been stoned before the elders. He, they should have been brought to trial and said, Hey, David has committed an adultery. And in fact, the, Bible, the law said that he should have been put to death. David, Nathan said, David, you're not going to die. I want you to remember this. Because he did not blame anybody else. Amen. Because he did not blame anybody else, he confessed, I have sinned. He confessed what he had done. He's not saying it was Bathsheba. It wasn't that night. It wasn't the day at night that she was on top of that roof uh, bathing. It wasn't that. It said, I have sinned. I'm not taking blaming anybody else. Lord, I have sinned. And God let him live. God let him live. In fact, in the New Testament, if if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged, the Bible tells us. And the best thing that you could do is uh, get down on your knees and ask God to forgive you. Ask God to judge you. And David confessed his sins in verse 13. He said, Lord, I, 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 Lord have put away his, thy sins. In other words, Nathan said, David, God has forgiven you he isn't, isn't a wonderful thing that God has given when David comes to David and confesses him and confronts him. And during that 
confrontation during that David said David Nathan said David God has forgiven you and you're not going to die look at Psalms 51 I, I've read this Psalms over and over and I struggled with it I dealt with it Then, then when I got the, the second Samuel, I said, wow. Every time I read the Psalms, I thought it was a Psalm of a person seeking forgiveness. He said, purge me with hyssop. I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. He's asking God to cleanse him. And I've always thought of this psalm was David's writing, uh, writing, it was seeking forgiveness from God. The title of the song, if you look at the very top of it, to the chief musician, a psalm of David, when Nathan the prophet came unto him. So what we have learned in 2 Samuel chapter 12, when he, when he comes to, uh, Nathan comes to him and he told him God has forgiven him, this was not David seeking forgiveness from God, this was written after David had already forgotten forgiveness. The psalm was written by David because of the guilt that David had in his life. Don't you think David dealt with that guilt day in and day out? Don't you think every time he looked at Bathsheba, he thought about his guilt? Don't you think every time he saw the grave of that young baby, he thought about his guilt? Don't you think every time he signed his name and put his seal about it, he thought about Uriah, the Hittite that he had sent out to get killed? Don't you think that guilt weighed on him day in and day out, day in and day out? David's mind was about to go because of the the guilt that he had for what he had done. Don't you think David woke up many times feeling that on his mind, feeling dirty, feeling guilty, feeling horrible for what he had done? I, I, I believe that. I believe that. Verse 1, it says, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to... Thy loving kindness and according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgression. Wash me thoroughly from my mind in my, from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sins. For I have acknowledged my transgression and my sin is forever for me. Ever before me. He says my sin is ever before me everywhere I turn everything I do everything I look at my sin is reminding of me ever before me I can't get away from it against thee and thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight and thou have mightest me justified when thou speakest and clear them when thou judgest behold I was sharpened in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me behold thou desirest truth in the inward parts and the hidden parts thou shalt make me known wisdom purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean wash me and I shall be whiter than snow hyssop was used in a religious ceremonies and because of his ceremonial use as a symbol for cleansing make me Hear joy and gladness to thy bones which thou hast broken my rejoice. Hide my face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from the presence and take thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Uphold me with thy free spirit. Here's a man struggling. 
God has forgiven him, but yet he's still struggling. He's saying, God, I, I need for you to do something in my heart about this guilt that I have. I don't want to be torn down anymore and burdened down with anything anymore. He says, with something that you have already done forgiven me of, the guilt is still there. Then when I'll teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall convert unto thee. Look at me. As long as you have got the guilt of your sin weighing you down, you won't be leading people to Christ. As long as you still have the guilt and the, uh, the weight of that sin pushing you around, even though you confessed it and God has gotten rid of it and God has forgiven you, if you, the devil continuously brings it up, as long as you've got that weight and guilt of sin in your life, you'll never be able to lead people to Christ. You'll never be able to sing the songs. You'll never be able praising God. You'll never be a witness to God. The devil does it. He keeps putting us on. Every time, he puts it on us over, over and over. Even after we confess the sins, the devil lays it on our hearts. He knows what to do to our spirit. He knows what it's going to do to our minds. He knows what it's going to do to our uh, worship. He knows what it's going to do to our praying. He knows what it's going to do in our lives when we're serving God. You'll never serve God the way God intends you to serve Him until you get rid of the guilt of it. David was struggling with the guilt. David had been forgiven David confessed his sins, he, and he's dealing with the guilt, and he confessed his sins. God has forgiven him. Turn to Hebrews chapter 9, and I'll quit. I'll quit. Hebrews chapter 9. We certainly don't want, don't want to make light of sin. You know God is going to hold us accountable for our sins. But the truth of the matter is when, it, when, when you confess sins, you ought to get up and put those things behind you and move forward and forget about those things. Don't let Satan burden you down with those things that God has forgiven you about. Chapter 9, verse number 13. For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of heifers Sprinkle the unclean, sanctified to the purifying of the flesh. These were the Old Testament sacrifices. It purified the flesh. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience, pur <laughs> purge your conscience, He's going deeper than just the flesh. And God is going to your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. God said if the Old Testament sprinkling purging could take care of the flesh, how much more can the blood of Jesus Christ take care of your conscience when you confess your sins? What is in your mind, he removes it. The guilt from your body, the guilt from your mind. And that's what we need. We, we confess our sins. We ask God to forgive us our sins and we confess God is just and faithful to forgive us our sins. But the guilt still lingers on. 
And the devil knows as long as he can keep you guilty about the sins you've done, even though you confess and God has forgiven you, he says, if I keep them guilty about what they've done, they'll never be a worshiper for God. Chapter 10 of Hebrews. You ask me, how do I know so much about this? Well, the devil's beat me up a time or two. He's taking care of it. And, and, and can I say I have given him a lot over the years to beat me up with? I'm, I'm, I'm not a holy saint. I'm not even a saint. I'm a sinner. And the devil has gotten enough, enough ammunition to tear me up about it. But you know what people won't do? They won't pray boldly. They won't go into the, uh, God's presence they don't serve God. They don't witness for God. Verse 19. Having therefore, brethren, boldly to enter into the holiness of the blood of Jesus. You're, you, you are going into the presence of God because of your goodness? <laughs> no. <laughs> if that's the case, none of us can go into there. But we're going into, boldly into the throne of God by the blood of Jesus Christ. By a new and living way whom they have consecrated for us through the veil that is to say his flesh and having a high priest over the house of God. Let us draw near and have a true heart and full assurance of the faith having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed and pure of water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that he has promised. What he has promised in the Old Testament, what he has promised in the New Testament, God says, I am faithful in it. And remember what he promised in 1 John. If we confess our sins, he's faithful to promise that he, he would forgive us and sin. We can go boldly to the throne of God and the throne of grace and have our hearts sprinkled from an con evil conscience. Jesus said this, come unto me, all you that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You know what the devil wants to do? He wants to put every sin you've ever committed, stack it over and over, constantly putting it over, weighing it down and pushing you down. Every, every sin that you've ever committed in your life, the devil has already knows it. He knows the sins you've done and he wants to weigh you down. He wants to put it on top of you and try to push you down, weigh you down. God says, I forgive you those sins, uh, uh, but we, the weight of that sin is still on us and we still have the guilt and we still have the burden of that sin. Uh, God says, I forgive you that sin. He said, all your labor and heavy laden, come unto me, I'll give you rest. You take your sins and take them to God. Say, here they are. They burdened me down. I'm washed away. I have guilt about it. And God said, if you lay them to me, I will take them from you. Don't worry about them no more. But the old devil keeps bringing up in our lives. If we can get rid of him, we got it made. If we can just get rid of the devil... We can confess our sins and get up and have joy and peace in our life. But that old devil was right behind you saying, you know what? No. You know what you did last week. You know, you know what you thought today. Amen. Come on. Amen. Some of y'all didn't think the right thing today. Some of you got angry. Boy, if I had a gun, they would have been dead today. 
Amen, don't they? We, we, that's, that devil, the devil knows that and he's putting it on your top over, and he's weighing you down with it over and over. As far as God concerned, they're gone. They're gone. Every sin you've ever committed, every sin that you, now let, let, just, let me stop right there. Every sin that you confessed, God said he's faithful and just to forgive. Now, if you don't confess it, God ain't forgive you of it. Right? If you got something inside of you, say, hey, I know I did that. Tonight. I just ain't confessed it. Or if you're doing something you like to do and you just don't want to get rid of it and God has done told you over and over, you should not be doing that. You should not be doing this. It's a sin. Oh, God, you know me. But you know what? Sometimes we get so used to the sin that we do, to us it's no longer a sin. We downplay the sin. But Lord, help us if somebody else does what we do. Oh, look how sinful they are. Amen. We're, we're that way. That is the Christian way. I think it's in Christian 101 you learn that. That we're just, we just bang, bash, those who do the exact same thing we do, but we just downplay our sins. God said, He's faithful and just to forgive of our sins that we confess. You've got to confess every sin. If you die tonight, you walk out that door tonight, and this is your last day on earth, if all the sins you committed, are they been confessed to God? I said, you don't confess to me. I don't confess my sins to you. We confess our faults to each other. We've got faults. We've got shortcomings. We should confess to each other. Hey, I, I can't do that. I'm afraid I can't do that. Boy, wouldn't it be great to be on St. Patrick's Day down at Daytona Beach on St. Patrick's Day and to have a little Catholic booth sitting on the corner? You could make a lot of money from people confessing their sins. But if we come to God and confess our sins, he's going to forgive us our sins. Don't walk out the door with something in your mind that shouldn't be there, something in your life should not be there, and you have not confessed it. Because no sin shall enter into the kingdom of God. Get it all under the blood. That's why, we, that's why Christians have a hard time of confessing sins. Oh, I'm perfect. I'm a Christian. I got saved. I'm good. No. You still live in this flesh. You still walk on this earth. You're still going to make mistakes. You're still going to sin. And God has given us a way out. Confess them. Confess them. And he said, I will forgive them. Amen. Let us stand.